0: And welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast. This is episode 112, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become that influential voice in your industry with a podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, my guest today says contracts are not for being nice. And joining me on today's show is Tanya Silverstein. Tanya is a veteran talent celebrity expert and influencer negotiator. Now from her time spent working at global PR firms and her decade plus of experience working in talent negotiations representing both brands and talent, Tanya is able to approach contract negotiations from a variety of angles that makes for a successful and streamlined execution. Now she now works with influencers to help them better understand brand negotiations from the paperwork right through to execution. So she allows the talent to have an equal seat at the table, which is so important when it comes to decoding the brand deal. Now on today's show, she's going to share that you never know when your path will cross someone else. So be kind because you may just end up meeting them again. She's also going to talk about that when working in a setting where you have a supervisor, it isn't your role to say no to someone. It is, however, your role to manage expectations and she's also going to talk about how it's important to ask questions, understand the process and trust yourself. Welcome to the show, Tanya. Is it or ten- Tanya or Tanya. Tanya?
1: Tanya. Tanya. All right. It's here
0: really in works. Australia, it's we, we, we sometimes say Tanya, but I thought I better just ask, So Tanya. Fantastic. Cher, how did you get into um, to this business?
1: You know what? First of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, it you know, I kind of fell into it. Um, I worked in public relations for a long time and decided that it was, do I take one path and go along the talent negotiation side or do I take another path and stay in PR? And I decided to go to talent negotiations. And, um, I spent my career in PR wanting to always work in entertainment. Mm. Um, and after, you know, successful years in New York city, I ended up moving to Chicago about almost 12 years ago now. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, I worked for about 10 years at a marketing firm doing negotiations for talent. But I think what's so great about my background is that it helped me negotiate for myself. Mm. Um, I think that even though the work that I do is mostly with experts or celebrities or influencers, um, they're all just applying for jobs, Mm -hmm. right? They're not, maybe it's not a full-time job, maybe it's a project, maybe it's a quick social post, Um, it could be a a year-long program, it could also be a tweet, you know? Mm -hmm. And, but in every single instance, they're still negotiating, they still have to stand up for themselves, whether they have an agent, and you know, some people might say, oh, that's what they have agents for. Not everyone has agents, and Mm -hmm. a lot of your listeners are probably in that position too, whether they're in, whether they are solopreneurs, um, they're negotiating photographers or vendors Mm -hmm. or a caterer for an event, right? So they have to stand up for themselves, um, entering into business relationships. So I think that my background leading into all of these things got me to this place where I'm truly passionate Mm -hmm. about making sure that everyone has an equal seat at the table. Mm -hmm. Um, and everyone leaves the negotiation table feeling that they've given something, but that they've gotten something in return. Yeah. um, A good negotiation yeah. is when people feel happy Mm -hmm. with with the deal regardless of what it is
0: yes it's unlike negotiating say a sale of a property or an item at the end of the day both parties leave and and they may not ever see each other again however in this instance you're establishing a relationship upon which you're going to continue to work together maybe for a short amount of time but there's certainly that, that ongoing interaction one of the things and this is why I love that you've come on the show to share this because, as you said, whether you're a solopreneur, whether you are a talent or a celebrity who is going to be sharing a post for someone right through to even working more on a long-term basis with the other yeah. party, it's all going to be relevant. And so um, one of the things that I remember reading here in a very uh, high-profile newspaper was, and they didn't disclose who the company was, but it was also a very well-known firm and brand across Australia, and even I think they dealt net nationally and internationally, They um, admitted to offering women typically quite a percentage lower than their male counterparts. And when asked why they did that was they said, well, that's because women typically accept the the first offer, whereas men tended to negotiate a little bit more. And when we dive deeper into that, sometimes it's because we don't know our worth or we may know our worth, but we feel apprehensive in having that conversation, particularly if we feel that it's our expertise and, and who we are that is, is being discussed. And it, it can be a very awkward topic. What are some of the things that you have found? Um, that that inhibit or that stop people from negotiating something that they are being paid, you know, a value of what they're worth? Well, let's get some misconceptions and some of the mistakes out of the way first, and then we'll talk about some strategies on what we should do to move forward.
1: Sure. I think the biggest thing that I've seen is that people really want to do the job. Now, again, this is a very broad subject, right? So yeah. what job? They want full-time job they want that project they want you know they're an influencer and a brand comes to them and they want to work with that brand and they don't want to let it go Mm -hmm. and they're afraid to say no they're afraid to negotiate they're afraid to stand up for themselves and exactly what you said is they have to know their worth that's Mm -hmm. the biggest challenge that I've seen I think that it all boils down to that they don't um, you need to know what sets you apart from others um, and I know I'm, <laughs> I'm skipping ahead to, to the strategy part of it, but you need to know what sets you apart from others. You need to, um, there's a lot of people out there for you. You know, something that um, I was I was working on my social media the other day and something I was writing quotes and posts for, and I said, you know, there's always going to be someone out there that's smarter than you. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be someone out there that's better than you. There's always going to be someone out there that's faster than you. Um, But there's only one you Mm. and that's okay. Right. And you are the one that they want. You are the one that they've made this offer to you are the one that they are coming to and they are having the conversation with. You cannot compare yourself to all of those other people. Mm. They are not in your shoes. They are not in that spot. They are not in that position. Um, And you need to be able to push back and know your bottom line, know where where your worth is and what you want to go. And then there's lots of obviously different tactics on how yes. to get there, but, um, under truly understanding and knowing your worth, um, is, is the number one thing. Don't mm. be
0: afraid to say no. Yeah.
1: Don't be afraid to say no. Cause if they really want you, yeah. They'll come back to you. Mm,
0: yeah. They'll come back. I love that you're sounding that you're creating the the groundwork if you will or the key foundations and if you uh, kind of um, feel uncomfortable in that and not having the conversations uh, then you're never able to come to an agreement and where, where there's a win-win well win-win-win it's in some instances if there's three parties yep. there uh, together let's talk a little bit about knowing your worth there's such aspects and components within that I think that we don't recognize for instance I work with a lot of service-based businesses and so there's a lot of expertise and years and studies and actual boots on the ground and and, and practical experience that uh, wisdom can only be gained through the longevity in that industry. Yet we so often take that for granted. Similarly, with with some celebrities, it has taken time for them to reach a point where there is an audience that hangs off every word they say, that can't wait for the next post to see where he or she is and, and, and what they're doing. And so often we can take that for granted. Speak a little bit about that because I think this is a huge area too that often we can struggle with.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, now I, this is maybe going to be a little contradictory, but stay with me here. Um, reach for the stars, but also no limitations, right? Mm-hmm. Like we all can't get it paid a million dollars for a social post. We're yes. all not the Kardashians. It's not the way the world works. We all love to make a million dollars for a social post, yeah, right? Yeah. But, It is important to know the groundwork. It's important to know the range, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Does someone, if you are an influencer um, and someone comes to you for a social post or a program, how many followers do you have? What is your engagement? Be able to back it up with the analytics. Mm -hmm. All of those things, be able to prove why you are worth that money. Yes, it might take you just, maybe you have, let's just say 10,000 followers. Mm -hmm. And you know that someone who got, who has a hundred thousand followers got paid $10,000, but they're only offering you Mm $2,000. Well, you know what? You have 10,000, they have a hundred thousand. So even though it took you the same amount of time, you have to understand the marketplace. It's not always apples to apples. Mm -hmm. That said, when you're doing the exact same work for the exact same execution and you have the exact same environment surrounding you then yes you should understand what that market is like so it is important to do research there is ranges within everything If you're applying for a full-time job and someone comes to you and says you know we pay you want a hundred thousand dollars but they're only offering you 75 but you know Because you did your research and you looked on the various job websites that all list the ranges or you did it in your area and you said, well, I'm going to be a vice president. What does a vice president in marketing pay Mm -hmm. in Chicago, in Sydney and wherever you are from? It's going to vary. Right. Mm -hmm. A vice president in New York City is making a much different um, dollar amount than a vice president in. I don't know if you know the city, but like Detroit, right? Yes. Like it's still a major market, mm-hmm. but it's a very different city. Yeah, it's a very yeah. different cost of living, mm-hmm. right? So knowing your worth is important, but also understanding the environment. Yes. So that's one thing. Yeah. Um, but also to know your bottom line because money isn't everything. Okay, sure. Money makes the world go round. Money makes it easier and that's all well and good, but money isn't, you know, know your bottom line, money isn't everything, play the long game, Mm. understand that maybe you have a, you know, maybe you have a family or maybe you like taking lavish vacation. So they're only offering you two weeks vacation. They can't come up in salary, ask for that third week vacation, figure out what that dollar amount is, right? Mm -hmm. If they're offering you $100,000 or you want $100,000, but they're only offering you 90. I'm using even math in my head because this makes it easier for me, right? (laughs) It's only about $200 a week approximately. Mm -hmm. Does that $200 a week, yes, that's a lot of money when you add it up, it's $10,000, right? Mm -hmm. But $200 a week, give or take, right? Does that change your life? Mm -hmm. Maybe that week vacation will change your life, right? Understand and know your worth, understand and know what you're looking for. Um and figure out where you can do it. Maybe it's working from home or leaving early or figuring out all of those executions. That could be great opportunities. Yes. There's lots of different ways to know your worth, understand where you are and and how to get to that point of something that's going to make you feel comfortable and confident. And I'm thankful that you took that opportunity, whatever that opportunity. Is.
0: Yeah, there's so many golden yeah. nuggets in what you've just said. And I think uh, let's go down and have a look at you, you mentioned earlier and I'm taking notes because I know that we can go back and, and pick up and dive deeper into yeah. some of the things that you've said. So, I mean, obviously, if you're just starting out where you are now negotiating your level of fee or let's call it a fee, that doesn't have to be what you're going to be negotiating a year down the track or or two years or whatever. So it's always important to know where am I now and what is it that I'm able to offer. I would imagine in the negotiations uh, and and things that if you're negotiating with with a company because you are the talent and and they're obviously the brand, followers and reach absolutely is something they're looking at. But you might have a smaller audience but far more engagement with your community because they really do hang on every word that you say. So do you find that a lot of those celebrities and talents... They don't measure and monitor and have things in place to be able to measure and monitor because I'm, it sounds to me from what you've said that this is important. These numbers and figures and percentages are things that brands are going to be interested in learning about. Yes?
1: Yes, for your for your for your listeners that are influencers, the way that Instagram is changing, um, and I know in Australia it has just—you yes, guys are one of the have. first markets to remove the likes, right? Yeah, yeah. And my understanding, and you probably can tell me more than I know because it hasn't happened here in the U.S. yet, yeah. um, is that the the person who holds the account can still tell how many likes yes. there are, but the people who are um, viewing it doesn't, mm-hmm. um, and so. It, it definitely helps, but that's why analytics, and that's why this backend information, and being able to take that information and provide it to brands is mm. so important. And taking that extra step, so exactly what you said before, that engagement um, number, and all of that back end information is super important. There's a few sites and a few platforms that can read it, but Instagram, um, even YouTube, for you know, to an extent, is sorry. My dog is coming in. I don't know if you can hear him. Um, uh, even an extent um, doesn't allow a company um, to have backend information to mm. to people's sites unless you give them permission. Yes. So um, there's a lot of these permissions that are not granted, um, and. It will only help you if you go above and beyond and for people who are buying talent. So maybe you have listeners that are um, entrepreneurs or work for corporations that want to hire influencers. Mm -hmm. Making sure that in your contract, they provide you those analytics and the results from the posts that they're doing for you Mm -hmm. is also really important because you no longer have those that, you know, bird's eye view um, that you can have that content.
0: Yes, so I love that. So what we need start to need to start doing, if we're not already doing, is is the level of engagement. Uh, is timing also? Because I'd imagine that. Obviously, reach over the post is important, but also timing. Like if you can say, well, when I share a post, typically within the first amount of whatever time it is, we get a reach yeah. of this and we typically get comments like this and shares like that, that content, if we can capture that and, and monitor that and give that feedback to a potential brand who's looking to work with us, is going to really be um, key in, in, in establishing as we're negotiating, Yes.
1: All of those, all of that information, absolutely. Um, I think the biggest thing is any information that you can provide, the, the brands are coming to you mm. as an expert, or if you are a brand, you're going to talent because they are the expert. Um, they know their audience. You know your audience mm. better than anyone else. It's really, really important that you give all of that information. If they say, well, we have this program, it's launching on Tuesday, You can say, you know what, I'm happy to post on Tuesday, but I want you to know that I have a 50% uptick on my um, engagement results if I post on Wednesday at 3 p.m. Mm -hmm. instead of Tuesday at noon when you're looking for this. And maybe there's a reason they want Tuesday, so that's okay. So what you do, and this is part of being a good partner, Mm -hmm. again, it's going back to knowing your worth, but if you want to work with them again, You do what they say, because they maybe have this reason, but you post a story or you post something else and you direct back to that post, right? Mm -hmm. That original post, throw in an added post. They don't need to know in advance. It's added value. They're going to be super happy. They're going to keep drawing that attention. Mm -hmm. Um, Being a good partner is going to get you bigger and better deals. Mm. Um, And I'm not saying give everything away for free. Everyone's like, well, they didn't pay for it. So why do I give it to them? There's a difference, you know. Even in a time job, you don't get promoted for doing your job. You're hired. You keep your job because you do your job, right? Yes, it's expected. You get promoted. But, yeah, it's expected. Mm. Um, you get you get promoted because you um are doing above and beyond. You get promoted because you're really good. You're succeeding Mm -hmm. and you are ready for that next level. And in some cases you're even doing that job already. You just don't have the title or the pay yet. Right? So it's the same thing with influencers. It's the same thing with these projects. If you're a photographer and you're a solopreneur and um, you're, let's just say you're a wedding photographer Mm -hmm. or you're a a family photographer and you tell the families, you're going to get them, you know, it's going to take you two weeks to get them the pictures or one week to get them the pictures, tell them four weeks, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you give it, of them in one week or two weeks they're going to be overjoyed they're going to be super excited so it's always that you know under promise over deliver in any any point of it um and i think that's you know part of just being a good partner and knowing your worth and being able to provide that i'm trying to circle back to it but you know being able to understand Mm. um where how you can how you can be better and then when you negotiate for that raise you can say look what I did. Mm -hmm. Or when you go back and, and try to get them to sign up with you again, you can say, you know what my 2020 prices, I'm raising them, but they were so happy with you the first time they're going to say, Sure, I'll spend another $500 with you. Yes. No problem.
0: Yeah, because over that time, the audience would have increased, uh, engagement m- may have also increased, so these are all very important things. So you've given us some really incredible practical steps, things that we need to start measuring and monitoring, because that is going to help us understand our worth and then communicate our worth as we're having those conversations and expectations. We're going to dive a little bit more about that, about asking a questions, understanding process. Let's talk about, uh, the fact that as we're having those negotiations and having those discussions, you are saying, we never know, we may meet them again. So even if this particular project doesn't end up occurring because you cannot come to a mutual decision, still be mindful, still be respectful of the other party because they may just be sitting across from the negotiation table that you're gonna be sitting at in the next 12 12 months or so. So what are some tips and insights you can share that will help us to be professional when we're having these conversations?
1: I, I think that it's just being kind, mm. understanding that a no doesn't have to be mean. A no, you know, this goes back to knowing your worth. If someone says, we want to pay you $5, and you say, no, I wouldn't need $10. Um, and they say, I'm sorry, we have five. You say, you know what? Maybe this just isn't the right project for me, mm. but please reach out to me again for the next one. Um, thank you so much. I, you know, I really appreciate you thinking of me Mm -hmm. and on the other side of the table, right? Don't think poorly of that person because they said, no, it just wasn't the right fit. I think when people enter into a negotiation, um, they, you know, a lot of brands will think, well, of course they want to work with me. Why wouldn't they want to work with me? Well, the bigger the talent, the less they need you, the more Mm -hmm. you need them. Right. That's just the way it is. Then this goes back to what we were saying before. The smaller the talent, the more likely they will say yes. However, you, they, it's important that that talent doesn't undermine their own worth. Right. They need to then know their own worth also. So it, it kind of is this full circle conversation. But you never know when you're going to cross their path, whether it's, um, an, uh, you know, uh, an old intern of mine became a client. I mean, talk about 360, (laughs) right? You know, I I recently went off on my own um, the last year um, from corporate America. And in this time of me just going out and calling all my contacts and saying, hey, guys, this is what I'm doing now. Would love to work with you. Let me know. People that I haven't worked with in 15 years, but had great relationships with and just stayed in contact with, are no hiring me for jobs for mm-hmm. for the programs and if i didn't prove to them previously that i was good at what i was doing and stayed in touch and just maybe there wasn't it wasn't the right time at that point but now is the right time um you're going to cross paths and you need to know that um this world is very small very. um a lot of people know a lot of people and especially in the digital age um, it is much easier to cross paths and to stay in touch and to follow people that um, you think that you know them, but you haven't talked to them in 15, 20 years, mm. but you still know everything about their lives. Um, don't want to piss anyone off. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yes. <laughs> it's as because as they that. may
0: know someone because... uh, who you're negotiating yeah. with and, and happen to have a word in their ear at the golf club, or maybe, you know, yeah. at the gym or something like that. Yeah. Yes. So, so yeah. True. And
1: that's what, you know, or, or if you say that, um, to exactly to that point, right? Like if you had a bad relationship with someone, you don't want to be talking bad about other people also, cause that might be their friend or their cousin or their coworker. You have right. no idea what other people's relationships are. So talking poorly, especially at a negotiation table, mm. or especially when you're applying for a job, you know, I think that, The best advice i ever got when applying for jobs was if someone says tell me about your last boss now if you had a good experience wonderful but a lot of people don't have Mm. always great experiences especially at junior levels with their bosses right Mm. maybe that's not the case but Mm. still right let's just pretend for argument's sake that this person didn't have a great example a great experience you never want to put blame because that person who's interviewing you is not asking you about they don't care what actually happened
0: mm-hmm.
1: what they care is are you going to be a good person or are you going to throw someone else under the bus are you yes. going to take ownership for your relationship are you going to take ownership for your own responsibilities it's okay to say you didn't get along if you didn't get along but the way you position it is very different um, and being able to know your worth without putting other people down yes. in the process yeah. Um, because this is it's such a small world yeah
0: you, you might say something that. like that you know the relationships that you've had um, can can certainly provide lots of opportunities for growth and let's just say I had a yes. lot of growth when working for that particular yeah. employer yeah. and it is it. you can say that you know I think uh, actually one of my clients says it's a gift that keeps on giving sometimes we have bosses like that <laughs> and lots of learnings
1: on it. yeah absolutely.
0: absolutely let's talk about managing expectations. Sometimes where you have yeah. a supervisor, you say, isn't your role to say no to someone, but it is to manage expectations. How does this um, relate to some of the topics we're talking about today? So I think this goes for clients. Um, it goes for managers. It goes for
1: coworkers. workers um, I don't think, I personally don't think it's our job as employees as co-workers to say no you never mm-hmm. if someone says can you help with this the answer is not no the answer is i can't do that because mm-hmm. or i'm happy to help you know way to answer is i'm happy to help but i'm doing x y and z
0: mm-hmm.
1: already can i get it to you in two days and the answer is probably no i need it now in which case then they have to find someone else to do it right mm-hmm. um, now if it truly is outside your line of work right then that's a whole different conversation but I'm talking specifically about um, your boss comes to you and says I need you to write this document for me and you're already working 16 hours you have no idea how you're going to fit in another three hours of work right because this happens to everyone all the time no matter what job you're in whether it's full time or you are a freelancer or you're an entrepreneur whatever the answer is, right? we all have these moments. You don't want to say, no, you say, I no problem. I'm happy to help, but I'm doing X, Y, and Z. What would you like me to prioritize? Mm. Put it back on them. Because if they are asking you to do one more thing, they might not always realize what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So what you think is most important might not actually be the most important thing. What they, it could be something totally different. Um, when I was working in agencies, that was my biggest thing. I would tell, um, my team, I would always say, I don't always know what exactly what you're working on at all times Mm -hmm. because you're doing lots of different tasks. Right. And you have uh, supervisors. So if I ask you to do something or someone asks you to do something, manage up, it's okay to manage up. It's okay to manage across. Um, Be confident and say, no, it's one thing if you decide to leave early to get your nails done, well, then just do the work, right? But if someone comes to you and says, I'd like you to do this, your answer should be, no problem, I'm happy to do this, but this is what's on my plate already, how would you like me to prioritize? Or, this is how I am prioritizing, is this how you want it done? Yes. Yes. Great. Because at the end of the day, they, it's ultimately their decision. Yeah. If it's a supervisor or a
0: client. Yes. When we're talking about, say, for influencers or there's someone, you know, brand that has approached you as, as an influencer and uh, because you spoke about, and I love the way that you've said, you know, if, if you are a photographer, say and you you say the job's going to take you four weeks and then you deliver it in two weeks or maybe you are an influencer who has negotiated a project and you go a little bit above and beyond so let's just say for argument's sake you're posting a picture you wrote a bit of a caption around that but then you also additional you decided to share some stories what do you say then to someone who said, "I I, I get that, would like to do that because it establishes a relationship," but where's the fine line so that that brand? doesn't see what you've done as uh, like an expectation for next time. Because sometimes what happens is we have a contract in place and then some clients or some brands just continue to push. Can you do this? And it's a little bit outside of the contract. We might say something like, happy to do that. That's a little bit outside the contract. We can negotiate something different. We can add that to that and it's going to be this. But what happens? What can we do to stop you know, that awkwardness where we want to give extra? but that it doesn't become an expected thing that we're doing on the brand or the client's point of view. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. And I think you, you answered your own question. You say exactly what you just said is, you know what, this is what I, you know, you say, I'm happy to do that. This is my price. Um, You know, I can't, there's no promises of, of what the, you know, of what this is. If you would like this, if this is a, if this is something that you want guaranteed, I'm happy to write it into the yes, contract. Yes, okay. And I think yeah. that's why it's you hmm. do it a little bit differently. So maybe if they ask you for a story, instead of doing one segment to a story, you do three segments to a story, mm-hmm. right? So it's still a story, but it's the three separate chapters. Um, and or maybe if it's a um, uh, if it's a Instagram post, maybe that maybe let's say you're you're a beauty influencer and you have a certain kind of lipstick. Um, You have one post that's fully devoted to that, but then maybe the next post is just a tag, Mm -hmm. right? So again, it's not giving away everything. But the other thing with brand deals in general with with talent is consumers are really smart. And if you only post about it once when you're getting paid, Mm -hmm. They're not going to believe you. They're not going to click on it. They're not going to engage with you. Um, if you post about a hand cream that you love and then you keep posting about this hand cream that you love, yeah. A, the brand is probably going to come back to you and give you more deals because they know that you love it so much and you are a truly organic influencer and you're an organic fan of their product, mm-hmm. right? But two, your followers are going to believe you. They're going to engage with you. They're going to tell you, Oh my gosh, I love that too. Or have you tried using it for this or have you tried this scent?" Or, whatever the case may be, or this color. Um, because there it's more engagement. So back to your question of how do you make sure that you're not being taken advantage of it's doing the small steps without giving away everything. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't know if you're hired for one post, if you're going to do one post and you know, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to do two posts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because then they will expect that if you keep doing it. Um, but there's a lot of brands that there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of beauty influencers. There's a lot of lifestyle influencers. There's a lot of fashion. There's a lot of fitness. There's a lot of cooking. There's a lot of mommy bloggers. There's a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. What makes you different? What makes you a kind, good person that they want to do business with. And that goes the same for photographers and for coaches. It goes Mm -hmm. the same for, um, uh, you know, media keeps going back. You see these same people interviewed in the same magazines giving quotes. And yeah, they try to a variety of things, but you see it happen all the time Mm -hmm. because these people are someone that you can count on. Brands are going to do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, your boss is going to start relying on you. So if you, you know, um, stay late every single day and then they're going to expect you to stay late every single day because that's mm-hmm. just your MO, right? Mm-hmm. But if you stay late every once in a while, um, because job has to get done, they're going to know that they can count on you, Yes, right? Yes. Maybe that's a bad example, but, but it's not making things continuous because it's a really also a very easy way to get burnt out.
0: Yeah, and I think from what you've just saying, it's true. I mean, just, uh, change it up a little bit, don't keep it consistent because then you're creating a precedent. Um, and 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 maybe that is your goal where, where you might say you wanna do those extra things because the next time you can incorporate and negotiate that into the the contract and that's great too. Because, yeah, because of the fact that you know that if you do do this, there is because sometimes brands and clients don't know that when you incorporate and just do this little bit extra, it's going to generate the best results. And then that's certainly something that you can showcase and and validate through through the results. One of the things I want to touch on. And I, I think this is so very important when we're thinking about reputation that we're building as an influencer, as a coach, as an authority, as that industry thought leader who has the potential to work with different brands, is that we all know about, uh, you know, com- communicating your brand and and having a reputation be built that can either make or break that relationship. So that what, because sometimes what we do as individuals, well, that, this is me at work and this is me personally, but as an as a celebrity or influencer what you do outside of that relationship is going to impact your relationship so it is all about remaining trust and, and and having that integrity and leaving pride and arrogance at the door because I'm sure that you've had horror stories and can share many not that I'm going to get you too but just by nodding your head <laughs> that there could be years that you've established this strong relationship and if you turn into an a-hole because all of a sudden this celebrity has gone to your head, you can be dismissed as quickly as, as, aren't you? I mean, brands don't want to be associated with people who can impact their brand negatively through what's going on in a personal sense as well, yes? Absolutely. So I'm going to tell you a story without mentioning names. There was a um, a project
1: that I was working on. Um, I was working at an agency, um, on behalf of a very large consumer market, global consumer packaged goods company. Um, and there was a program where we had five influencers, very, Mm -hmm. all million plus Mm -hmm. followers or up to a million, you know, very, very large talent. And, um, uh, one of the talent just got too big for her britches. Mm -hmm. missed every single one of her deadlines. Um, When she sent in the content that she she was contracted for, which there was constant, I mean, this is a very, when I say large, this is one of the big ones, right? So Mm -hmm. everything had timelines, everything had process, everything was pretty much done for her with the exception of creating the content. Mm -hmm. We told her what the theme was, we told her what the subject was, we told her all of the details. Um, And one day she just said, I don't want to do this anymore. And we had a contract, a very large mm. six figure, big six figure, um, mid six figure contract. Mm. And, um, she said no. She said, I'm, I'm done. And wow. it was challenging because other, she, she got great results. And so the brand had, no, I didn't understand, mm. couldn't comprehend why someone would a do that. If they agreed to it, her agent was floored and embarrassed mm. because they I couldn't imagine. do mm. anything. They couldn't, you know, and, and a lot of times agents can come in and, you know, and say, dude, you, you signed a contract what's <laughs> yeah. going on. Right. And, and still, right. And we, as an agency, was, my butt on the line to the to my client saying I vouched for this person what a great you know great results great content so all the way down the line it was awful now her name over the next couple years came up Mm. and for that client with other brands because like I said it was a big company so lots of other brands with that Mm. um, as well as other clients at this agency that I worked with every single time I said nope Nope. Yeah, you want to buy media on her page, you can do it. With new talent. You're not working with her. Mm-hmm. It's not worth your time. It's not worth your effort. And um, they said, oh, well, we only need her for one day. I said, you can hire her. You can do it. But I'm telling you right now, mm-hmm. you're not going to be happy. The, the outcome might be great, but the behind the scenes is going to take you twice to three times to four times as much work. Mm-hmm. So it just goes to show you that like, all of this work and all of this, like, it, you gotta be good. You mm. gotta be able to deliver on what you say you're going to de- to deliver. Yes,
0: um, because once you've negotiated it, that contract, your integrity, your reputation, yeah. that's everything. Um, everything, you, know, it, uh, you have to be a good partner. <gasps> absolutely you know one of the things i mean my background is in brand personal branding strategy and it's like every conversation every interaction everything that you share you do even what you don't share and don't do because sometimes silence can be the loudest uh, conversation you ever have you know uh impacts your brand and impacts your reputation and if you're working with someone who you're representing that that just naturally um yeah. impacts them as well and and i think um some Sometimes people forget that and it doesn't take long and as you said earlier it is a small world and people talk and if you've had a horrid experience which in this instance you did you'll refuse because you know you know what that this put oh, our, yeah, us out as an organization that. and our reputation so badly we do not want to ever be in that situation again Never. So, um... And it goes the same thing as an employee, right? You're
1: a mm. full-time employee, you're a photographer, you take bad pictures for one family. It's not mm. just, you know, a, a Yelp review or Facebook review or whatever people are looking at to, to get their information from. Mm. Um, if you are a local business, Um, or you are a local entrepreneur, or you sell products, or you don't deliver, or your sizes are off, you you make clothing, or you make jewelry, and you say it's one thing, and it turns out to be another thing, whatever it is, you pull the wool over someone's eyes, Mm -hmm. it's going to kick your in the butt real fast. Yes. Um, And you might get to a certain point, but that's where you're going to stop. And then you're going to fall just as fast as you got up.
0: Yeah, so true. And I mean, in situations where something does unexpectedly happen and maybe um, the client or the brand wasn't as happy with the outcome, then how you respond to that and how you manage that, because stuff happens, how you respond to that, and how you deal with that, I think from an agency, I'd love to get your feedback on that. If someone was to then come back and we said, look, I'm sorry, let's see how can we fix this, the way that they respond and come willingly to the table to want to make sure that this experience can be turned around. That would speak volumes, wouldn't it, to you as an organization, considering that talent?
1: Absolutely. You know, at the end of the day, people are human, right? Mm -hmm. We make mistakes, things happen. Um, That's why contracts have cure periods and termination. And in the termination clause, um, you should always have something where there's an opportunity to cure or fix. Cure means fix, right? Mm. So an opportunity to fix it. And usually there's a time period. So if it's a social post and it doesn't go up or it goes up late, you have an opportunity to fix it. And then you negotiate what a good faith, up. you know, say, I'm so sorry, or I didn't realize X, Y, and Z happened or, um, you know maybe your font is off or the words are wrong and you can't fix it right away and it's not exactly the way that they want it mm-hmm. um there's a difference though between not getting the results that someone as a brand not getting the results that someone wants because it was done incorrectly mm-hmm. versus not getting the results someone wants because you just don't like the results mm-hmm. right oh yeah there's um, definitely I, yeah there's a big difference but if you know that it's your mistake own it mm-hmm. um And exactly to your point, come back to the table with, you know what, I got it, you're right, I screwed up, how about this? Or here's some thoughts on what I think I can do to make this a better um, opportunity Mm -hmm. or can grow or I can do X, Y, and Z. Is this something you would like to be a part of? Um, And if they say no, then you say, well, what would you like? Yeah. And see what they come back with. Right. Mm. It's not going to always be apples to apples, but to make concessions and to leave on a positive note. Um, I forget the saying, but it's something like um, you can work as hard as you want. And, but if you do one bad thing, that's the only thing that they're going to remember. Right. No matter how many good things you do, if you do one bad thing. That's what they remember about you. You don't mm. want that to be the last thing that someone remembers yes you always want to end on the positive note.
0: yeah and I think everything that you've spoken about today has has really even clarified around you know asking great questions if we're not sure about something and we don't understand the process don't assume ask and I think in 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 what you're saying as we're we're nearly ending the show if you have done everything that you can or maybe there were some things that um, you missed and and you know that you could have um, done better because it didn't align to the contract and what was decided, go back, have that conversation rather than just kind of sweeping it under the table because how you negotiate and respond to that is going to predict and predetermine too how you move forward in the future because if that brand knows that you, you know, want the best at heart and, and in, in your attitude towards that and your approach, wanting the best, then even if something didn't go quite right right or expected, they'll still want to work with you because they know that you've got a great attitude and you want the best um, for, you know, bo- both parties, all parties involved.
1: Absolutely. The, the challenge is, is if someone says, well, the contract says this, mm. that's never a relationship that you want to be in. Right. Yeah. Or you need to be able to say yes, but how can we make this better? Right. Yeah. How can we make this enjoyable for both parties and, and make it a win-win? Um, contracts are there for a reason, mm. you know, contracts aren't for being nice. That's what I said. Right. And Contracts aren't for being nice. Everything should be black and white. There mm. should not be ambiguous. If it is ambiguous, both sides have, there's no, no one has any, um, no one has any leverage, right? Because Mm. then both sides can say, no, the purpose of a contract is to have rules in place for the relationship. That said you can amend the contract. Mm. If it's not going the way that it should be going, go back to the table, have the conversation. If you can predict, um, and you foresee that things are going to go wrong, in whatever it might be, or you're not going to get the results that you anticipated, raise your hand, say, you know what, rather than figuring it out later, raise mm-hmm. your hand and say, I see this. Let's talk about it. I'd like to, I know the contract says X, but I would like to do Y and give them the reason, mm-hmm. whether you're the talent or the brand, whether you are an employee or you're, a, you know, an entrepreneur or a solopreneur, like, raise your hand, call it out, your partner in the negotiation, your partner Mm -hmm. in the project, whether they are a vendor or client or whatever, is going to be, is going to be so much more appreciative because you're fixing it rather than having a problem and then coming back and saying,
0: sorry, I don't know what to do now. Mm. Great, great uh, advice there. So Tanya, how can people find out more about you? What's the best way for them to connect? You can find me
1: at tanyasilverstein.com and also um, at on the Instagram and Facebook at Tanya Silverstein
0: fantastic look thanks so much for coming on the show it's uh, been valuable I know we've only scratched the surface but I know that people have got some solid insights and uh, how to move forward but it's always about relationships isn't it and and going communication always. and ensuring that uh, the path forward is this win-win-win because we never know as we say whose path we will cross in future so once again thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me so much. It's been a, a pleasure. You've been listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out. Be heard. Influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including our no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training.